it was just so much fun to show my art and share it. And I wound up selling a few pieces and it was exciting. And, you know, I can't believe that I get to go on this journey. This is Studio Confessions, the podcast. I am your host, Luis Martin, the art engineer. Listen in for conversation with artists and makers as we talk about their creative practice and what moves them. Let me share my wax poetic monologues on how to activate your creativity to live an inspired and more beautiful life. That's right, I said beautiful. Welcome to the studio. I'm glad you're here. Okay. Hi, Susan. Hi, Luis. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming up. Thanks for having me. I, um, I'm really impressed with your studio space and uh, you have a beautiful view of all of, I don't know, New York, Brooklyn, Queens, and, um, and I love your inspirational wall. I'm getting inspired looking at you and then looking at the wall. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. I'm so glad uh, we got to connect. We know each other, but we don't know each other, basically, right? right? We, we've kind of uh, crossed paths a few times. And um, actually, at the same place, at the other art fair, uh, the first time I had a booth and the second time you had a booth. That's right. Right? Um, so that's great. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. But I kind of want to just start uh, a little bit with you and maybe what your first memory of making art was. Oh, okay. Um, I remember as a little girl, I wasn't that artistic because my mother was the artist in the family. She went to um, high school of music and art and she went to Parsons for children's dress design. So um, I remember as a like a three-year-old or something drawing with her and being encouraged to draw. But then I got to a point where I couldn't compete with her, so I pretty much gave it up for many, many years. Isn't that interesting yeah. how having that presence can sometimes kind of just like, okay, well, that's being taken care of. Let me do something else. Exactly. Um, how about as an adult? As an adult, I started recently. So um, I, I was always interested in photography my whole life, uh, but I never took that very seriously. It was always a hobby. But I'd say about four years ago, I wanted something as an outlet. And um, I had a completely different profession before this. And then I was a stay-at-home mom for a while. And I wanted some type of creative outlet. I was taking care of the two kids, and as well as my mom, who had wound up having dementia. And I needed some kind of outlet. And I signed up for a collage class at the 92nd Street Y. And literally, the minute I picked up the scalpel, I was like sold. I'm, really, really enjoyed doing the collage, the creative aspect of it, and um, the fact that you can't really be wrong. <laughs> exactly. How long ago was that? That was about four years ago. Okay, that's really interesting because I think that was like percolating in you because it kind of just, I've seen your work and your work just feels like it has um, legacy, like it has like, it's coming from somewhere and it, it could be your mom, it could be your, the narratives in your head, I don't know. Yeah. But it, there's something that's very developed, I want Interesting. To say. Oh, thank very, you. Um, a lot of the work that I do, I've been trying to figure out like what, where it is coming from and it's all, for me it's all about connection and especially connection to my past. The imagery that I use is all vintage. Um, I try to use imagery from before the 1970s mainly because I I like the material, I like the texture of the paper, I like the colors. I use a lot of National Geographic, which I know a lot of collage art artists do, but there's something really special about that material, even just the advertisements in, in National Geographic. 
Uh, and then recently I started using maps as well, and I use vintage maps and my own photographs. So I try to combine it all and make it a little bit different than other things that you might see out there. It's funny you say uh, National Geographic uh, because I have uh, an admiration for National Geographic, not only for its superb photography and imagery, but the quality of the paper is just really good, it's you know, beautiful. and it feels really nice to cut into and it holds itself really well. Yeah, they don't make it the same way anymore. I don't know if it was the Kodachrome, like what exactly what it was or just the color. It's, it, it's beautiful now. Isn't that interesting how it makes, it makes a difference? Like, yes. That really makes a difference. Absolutely. That's funny. Um, you said you have two children. Are they artists? So my younger daughter uh, is aspiring to be a chef, actually. Um, and she's gone to cooking school. This summer she was in France, uh, in Lyon, which is the French capital, food capital of France. And uh, my older daughter is a musician. She's a percussionist. So there's definitely creativity there. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's definitely passed along. Um, so you arrived at art four years ago. Yes. That's amazing, uh, with the work that you're producing. What was that journey like? Did, did, did you have any qualms arriving at a place where you could be like, okay, I'm an artist and this is what I'm doing. I, in a million years, I would never believe that I'm actually sitting here talking to you. Uh, I never, my goal was never like to make a career out of this. I just wanted an outlet and something fun to do. A friend of mine, uh, about a year after I started collaging, uh, a friend of mine told me about an art walk in a town that we were in in Connecticut. And she said, well, why don't you just apply? And I'm like, well, okay, I have nothing to lose, I guess. And I applied and I got in. And it was just so much fun to show my art and share it. And I wound up selling a few pieces and it was exciting. And, you know, I can't believe that I get to go on this journey. And this journey has led you to some really interesting places. I was walking down the street the other day <laughs> and I stumbled into this kiosk and lo and behold, what do I see? It's Susan. It's, it's her work. Crazy. So tell us a little bit about what's, what's going on. Why are you all over the place? I, uh, you know, I, I, one of the interesting things that I think I'm good at is finding opportunities. And I like to do that. So sometimes I'm not in the, the studio because I'm like, oh, this opportunity sounds good. And a lot of them I've actually found through Instagram, which is kind of crazy. Uh, so there are these kiosks that have replaced the, the traditional phone booth and they're charging stations and it's free Wi-Fi and they're on every big block in the five boroughs and they're called um, Link NYC. And I noticed that not only do they have, you know, fun facts about New York or the subway schedule or the weather, they also have advertisements and they have artists, you know, artists work on there. So I Googled them and I applied. I submitted two works that were uh, New York centric and I heard back and they liked my work and they said well we need five to ten pieces so that it's sort of the same theme because they like to present series and I worked on that in June and uh, they were up on the Link NYC kiosk all over the city it was pretty crazy hearing back from friends who said I just saw your work in Williamsburg or you know on the Upper East Side or wherever 
Congratulations. Thank you. That is such a cool uh, story because it was led by your curiosity. Yeah. Right? You're kind of like, well, let's, let me see what this unravels. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, what was the work about? So you said it was New York-centric. Right. So it was part of the, uh, I have a series called All Over the Map. And these were specifically maps of New York, New York City, or the five boroughs. And I incorporated vintage imagery and the maps together, and I think I have some of my own photographs in them as well. Fantastic. Yes. Old photographs that you took, or of yourself and your family, or no old uh, photographs that I t that I took. Uh, a lot of it is just textural nice. or or landscape. So you've been in the art game for four <laughs> years now. What has surprised you the most um, coming into this new? To me, anyway, art is kind of like an identity, right? So so. How do you feel about that? Is it a career? Is it an identity? Is it what what what's your take on this art thing? It's been hard to admit that I really want to be an artist. I don't have formal training. Um, there's a little of the imposter syndrome going on mm. that, you know, who am I to be putting my stuff out there? And but I've gotten a lot of acceptance and um, I've been in over twenty group shows. In I've had four years. I've had four solo shows. One in New York City and three in Northwest Connecticut. And it's just like people seem to gravitate toward the work. And if I can do that, I'm so happy. Like I'm honored and grateful that I can can do this and, and have it be accepted. That's amazing. Uh, I think it's amazing that you're not formally trained because going back to the idea of like being an artist comes with all these rules, right? I mean, you would never think that, oh, I, I'm not an artist to follow rules, mm -hmm. but there are these rules in place where like, well, you know, you have, to, you have to think about the context of your work and where you're showing it, how it's perceived, blah, blah, blah. That's out the window yes. when, you, when you just, I just want to create and I just want to make stuff and right. share. And it sounds like that's what you've done and, right. and had to really great, to a really great response. Yes, yes. That's amazing. I, I've been really lucky to have the opportunities, and I've taken it slowly, if you will, in the four years, but I started out at the Art Walk. I uh, applied to very small kinds of things, more homegrown shows, one or two pieces, and but then I've had opportunities to have like this solo show at, in this beautiful uh, park and rec um, exhibit space that I had 44 pieces in for the show. And, uh, you know, slowly but surely, I've built up a following. And uh, for instance, the other art fair that I applied to that and I got in into this show, which was an amazing experience. Um, so I'm really honored that, you know, I took my art from like zero to 60. Hey, why so quiet? Let me know your take on the talk. Go to studioconfessions.com and reach out to start a conversation. Or even better, leave a review on whichever platform you're listening on. It goes a long way. Want to see some visuals on the essence of the conversation? Go to Instagram and follow me at Art Engineer to see my collage work and inside look at the studio. Now let's get back to the conversation. Well, let's talk shop a little bit. Mm -hmm. I was also at the other art fair and it's a really great young fair that's yes. that's just really well polished right yes um i think i went to the first or i participated in the first or second one in brooklyn which is down the road um down the road down the road and 
It was amazing. It was great. Yeah. Logistically, it was difficult because one, I didn't sell anything. And while that isn't important, it's important. It is important. Because yeah. it's it's not for you to join, to participate, and then they take a commission. Yes. So it was a little disheartening. Um, but one thing that did happen is I got a lot of other artists, mostly young people coming to me saying, Hey, how are you doing this? Like, how are you an artist? And how are you, you know, yes. was it hard to get on this show? Blah, blah, And I was a little, uh, unsure how to answer that because do I tell you the truth? Do I, do I buttercoat it? You know? Um, and sometimes as artists, we realize that it's, it's a, a long game. You right. Know? What was your experience having a booth there and sharing your work and, and kind of setting up shop? Right. So, well, first off, they said when I applied, there were about a thousand applications and they take 130 people. So there, right there, I won. Like that was amazing really? to be uh, put in that category and you as well, like to be put in that category and to be able to show my work with such other qualified artists. There were some beautiful, beautiful work there. Indeed. And, um, I got the smallest booth because that's what I could afford. And I also, I did not sell anything while I was at the show. But I met amazing people, uh, a lot of positive feedback. Um, and I learned a lot about, you know, maybe what I do next time. Um, I did get a few um, opportunities from it. One is with a startup company that is going to be licensing my work for their Fantastic. So that in itself is a really big opportunity. Um, and that's something people don't think about, right? They, they yes. think about maybe just selling the work or selling it to a museum or have these uh, lofty goals, but you don't realize that there are other, these other um, vertical opportunities that's right. that exist. That's right. And that made, made it worthwhile um, in itself. And then I wound up selling a piece afterwards. Someone got back in touch with me. So it, all in all, I thought it was a fantastic experience. Um, that's awesome. Um, you did another project uh, that I really loved looking at on Instagram, which was the Collage Garden. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure, sure. So I'm a member of the Collage Club, which is also on Instagram. And the Collage Club includes an um, artist that collage the same page of the same book every week. And they call it exclusive only because it's only 50 artists and wow. one has to leave for somebody else to get off the waiting list. And I've been part of this for a number of years now. But the woman who started this, her name is Angela and she's out of Norway and her handle is misprinted if you want to go find her. She's That's brilliant. Great. <laughs> uh, so she started the Collage Garden also in Norway. And what it was supposed to be was basically a wall that incorporated was a collage of collages that people sent from all over the world. And it started out very small in Norway. That was the first one. The second one was in the Netherlands, and it grew to be a little bigger. And then there was a call. Does somebody else want to take it over? And I thought, well, why not, right? <laughs> what do There's I have that to curiosity. Lose? It that... would be so much fun yeah. to do something like this. And my idea was to actually have the collage garden in a garden in New York. But before I agreed to do it, I contacted some of the collage artists that were from the collage club who are actually in New York. And I wanted 
I wanted a team in place. I didn't want to do everything by myself. I thought it was just too much to That's handle. Brilliant. So um, some of them agreed to help. Actually, all of them from New York agreed to help. And um, my friend Jess, she was able to find the space, which was in the 6 BC Botanical Garden down in the East Village, which is amazing. And uh, like another, another artist made the invitation and then someone else made a video. So we were all working in collaboration. And we wound up getting collages from over 25 countries. We had, you know, almost 150 collages. And we had the limitation in this garden was nothing was supposed to be permanent. So that was a quite, a, quite a limitation. Uh, we did have a small wall space that we collaged. And I haven't been there in a while, so I don't know if it's still up. But we, all, we found other ways to display all the collages. We laminated some of them and then stuck them in the ground like a plant. We Which hung, was just beautiful. Yeah, it, it was, was crazy. Yeah. We hung fish from uh, wire that were also laminated above the pond. There was a tree house that we were able to frame some of the collages and place them inside. Uh, my husband cut up like logs of wood and we collaged the pieces of logs and we, you know, kind of planted those all over the place. It was really a very special, it's a special garden to begin with. Yeah. So it was a really special um, project. And then what was important to me was that somehow to give back to the community and we were able to do a fundraiser to um, sell off some of the collages and then donate all the money back to the garden. So it came full circle. That's amazing. That It was an exquisite event. Oh, thank you. And the images you. were just so rich. You know? Thank you. The garden, the images. It yeah. was just fantastic. Yeah. It was fun to curate and, it, and you know, people were so generous with... Send, almost everybody sent original collages. Wow. It was amazing because, you know, they wouldn't go back and they'd eventually be destroyed by the weather. Uh, or sold, you know, sold off That's for beautiful, auction. like a flower, right? It was it's... great, yes, exactly. Was that the first show you curated? Yes. And yes. you curated since? I have not. Ah, I have not, but I'd like, I'd love what the was opportunity. That like? it, was, it was stressful. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was stressful in that I didn't know what I was doing, to tell sure. you the truth. Um, but I had a nice team working with me. They were, you know, everybody was open to help and had great ideas and it was really fun. Like, it, it was great to just, you know, create whatever we wanted to. We had no limitations from the collage garden, you know, from, from Norway. Uh, misprinted said, do whatever you want. There were no instructions, really. So like, do, do whatever you want with it. So it was really fun to explore that, that aspect. It's amazing. Misprinted. Misprinted. What, what's your handle? Uh, what's my handle? My handle is Mixed Media Mashup. It's okay. M-I-X-D. There's no E in Mixed. So. There'll be a, a link in the, in the <laughs> okay. show notes, but I was wondering if you had a, a, a silly or a, a quirky handle. Yes, yeah. Mine isn't all that quirky either. It's art engineer. But I ask because I find that a lot of the collage people that I've met we're characters, I mean, you know? Like, I don't know if it's because we're inhaling like the, the old paper and the dust mites, but it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting community. What has been your experience with the collage community? You know, everyone, there's so many lefties, which is really funny. I'm a lefty. Are you As a lefty? Am I, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, there's so many lefties. Huh. It's something with the brain, I think. That's really interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm right left dyslexic. 
So for me, like I've always had trouble with that, but for somehow I can combine these crazy combinations that are very surreal and whimsical. It's so so yeah. I don't know, I guess. <laughs> I'm left-handed, dyslexic, and all these, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, that sounds so right. And that yeah. sounds, that, that makes me feel so good inside for whatever reason. Um, also, I, I think this is, this is the first interview I do with a collage artist, and I have a few lined up. Um, what is your material sourcing like? So all the material I use, or, or I'd say 95% of it, is from pre-1970s. I love to use vintage imagery. I love the texture and the feel, and I, I just love everything about uh, the paper. And I also use, um, you know, vintage maps and then my own photographs. Is it hard um, to find? Not that hard, actually. Um, I scour tag sales, um, you know, flea markets, book sales. Book sales are great mm. in like the local libraries. And uh, a friend of mine actually was cleaning out her father-in-law's attic or basement and gave me boxes and boxes and boxes of National Geographic. Um, How amazing. Yeah, so I had a lot of sources. I had a lot of source material. That's so funny. Yeah. Do you find that people give you um, material? Yeah, my brother the other day just gave me all his maps from his travels. Uh, That's yeah. so funny. My yeah. dad sends me boxes of like old magazines as well. That's great. I think is the coolest thing ever. Uh, that's so funny. Um, do you have any artists that you look for inspiration or what, what's inspiring you right now? So I would say the whole reason that I got into collage was because of David Hockney. <laughs> Which um, is really magical because I so happen to have a David Hockney <laughs> book on my desk. Exactly. Was that a coincidence? Completely. Really? Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. His Polaroid works his collages, Polaroid collages, to me, are just brilliant. They look like they're so easy to do, and they are not, I have to tell you. But that's how I started. I started only using my own photographs and piecing them together, and then I ventured out into using other sources of imagery. But there's just something so magical about his work, and um, he's always my inspiration. When they had the Hockney exhibit at, where was it, Met? The Met? The Met. Um, I just could have stayed there forever. Um, Absolutely. Do you have any dream projects you'd like to uh, create? Maybe work on a bigger scale or venture into fashion? I know you said your mother did some fashion. Yeah. Do you have any lofty goals you'd like to accomplish? I do. So in my past uh, my my first career actually was a flavor chemist and wait, 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 wait. that is incredible what does that mean what does that mean it means that I developed flavors for the food and beverage industry so I took mainly chemicals as raw materials and combined them in certain ways uh, to create strawberry flavors or chocolate flavors Magic. or flavors for cough syrup uh, and I did that for 18 years Wow. Um, so I have a pretty good sense of smell and taste, and I would, I would love to incorporate the five senses into some type of installation. That would kind of be my dream. And I haven't exactly figured out how to do it, but 
incorporating collage and smell and taste and sound, you know, just like the whole, the whole deal. I don't know how I would ever monetize that, but, and I don't know exactly how I would show it, but that's, that's like my very lofty goal. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Curators, if you're listening. What else do I want to ask you? That's so crazy. I'm just super curious. Tell me a little bit more about this, this scientist part of you, because it almost sounds like you were an alchemist and you were literally collaging chemicals and making it new things. How did that come about? Yeah, so, well, because my mother was the artist and she grew up in a time where her father didn't want her to go to college. Uh, yeah, she went to art school, she went to music and art, and she went to Parsons for children's clothes design, but she was determined to have her daughter go to college and study something completely different that wasn't artistic at all. So I studied uh, chemistry, food, and nutrition. I went to Rutgers University and got a bachelor's in science. And I loved it because it was so creative. I was in the laboratory, you know, putting different chemicals and, you know, mainly natural. I worked a lot in the natural arena, uh, but I also worked for Seagram, the alcoholic beverage company. So we're making a lot of alcoholic beverage flavors, <laughs> which is really fun. Um, but it was very creative. And I think that kind of led me to the collage. Like you said, that was a great way of putting it. Like it was collage using yeah, chemicals. That's amazing. <laughs> um, and now just to kind of wrap up our conversation. My usual closing conversation <laughs> question is, what would an older self say to a younger mm -hmm, self? Mm -hmm. um, usually in the context of art, but in, at this point, just what would it, your advice to yourself be? You know, I was never a real risk taker. And for me to just start doing this and putting myself out there, I never, as a younger person, wanted to do that. I was always too afraid. And like, there's nothing to lose. Honestly, there are two reasons why I think I'm here. One is that uh, I kind of heard about J.K. Rawlings and how she tried 29 times. She, she put her book out there 29 times before someone published it and it became the Harry Potter series. So that was a real inspiration for me. The other is that I left uh, the, the flavor industry when my kids were young. So my kids don't really know me as a working adult and I really wanted to show them that I can put myself out there and for them to have that kind of role model that I can do whatever I want at any age. So that to me that was really important. So I would say to my younger self just should have just gone for it <laughs> when I could. <laughs> That's so powerful and I don't know if there's a tribute to it, but there's an effervescence to you. Like, you read really young. Like, you read oh, this, this, you have this energy, you, you know? Thank might you. be the coffee, might be just your soul, but... Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, there's something really exciting. And I'm, I'm, again, I'm really looking forward to seeing what you do in the future. Thank you. And it's really a passion for me. I absolutely love it. And like I said, I, like, I am encouraging my kids to follow their passions. You know, you don't have to be an investment banker. If that's not your calling, you can do something that really excites you because you're going to be doing it for a long time. Yes. So um, that would be my advice as well. But that's brilliant. It's, it's so wonderful to get to know you as well. Likewise, we'll be watching. Oh, thank so I'm excited you, to see what you do next. That's it. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, if you inspired and triggered from something you heard, please share it. You are the candle that can light endless flames with what moves you. 
I am Luis Martin, the art engineer, sharing with you what moves me.